the key insight to this material, you have to get this deep down. If you don't get what I'm going to share with you right now, then we have no hope in you guys getting what, I, what it is that I have to share with you. And the key insight here is that therapists do not get feedback. You have to get that deep, 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 deep inside you. You have to believe that with everything that you have. Because I'm going to, because see, your enemy, the enemy here is in, inaccurate. That's your enemy. That, that is your enemy. You, you, that's enemy number one. I, I can't ask for a show of hands because nobody would be honest with me, and probably. And, and, but I would ask you to, on a scale of one to ten, ask yourself this question: To what degree do I agree with Stephen on this one? What degree do I think? No, I get a lot of feedback. I get a lot. You get feedback. Yes, yes, yes. I understand that. It's just not accurate. This was one of the key insights that started this whole thing. Here's what happened. And if you get this, and if you under, this should just shake your world. So imagine this, you're doing a massage, and you ask three or four times how the pressure is. Is the pressure okay? I want to get the right pressure. Pressure okay? Everything? Person tells you four times that the pressure is okay. Gets up off the table, gives you a hug, gives you a tip, walks up front and says, I'd like to schedule in two weeks, but I don't want that person. They, they didn't do the right pressure. That pressure wasn't right. What's going on with that? That's, that was my key. I saw that happening over and over and over again. I thought, I would go talk to the therapist and say, yeah, they said you were either too deep or you were too light. Tell me about that. What was really? They were shocked. Mm -hmm. I asked them three times about pressure. I asked them four. They told me it was right every single time. Walks up and makes a complaint. What's going on there? Because you didn't ask if they knew more or less. Well, that's a little... Okay, now I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into how do, you, how do you ask it in a way that allows you to have more accurate feedback. But that's next. Right now, I want us to focus on why does that happen? Does it happen and why does it happen? What happened? What is, no, no, no. What is it about massage that causes that phenomenon. And it's not just massage. It happens a lot in the, in the world. It's because you're, you're, you're giving. That's one component. That's one component. They do not feel qualified to give you feedback. It was like if you walked up, if you, I don't know if you guys, uh, if you know artwork or if you know photography, but if you were in a photography exhibit and the photographer was there or the artist was there, would you feel qualified if would you looked at their work and, and he asked you, do you like it? Would you feel qualified in giving them feedback on that piece of artwork, on that piece of photography? Some of you might if you have background in art. Some of you may not. Now, you would know if you liked it or if you didn't like it. You'd know that. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to necessarily explain it. It was just, I like it because of, I don't really know why, but I like it. Now, if you were trained in art, you might feel qualified depending on whether or not you thought they really wanted feedback or not. That's another, another topic we're going to get to. That's a big factor, I believe, in people not giving you feedback. They don't feel qualified to give you feedback, number one. No, okay, what else? What else? There's some, uh, Greg over here said, what did you say, Greg? Nothing, because we're... Doing something nice, you said. We're doing something okay, nice. Okay, so the second thing... Nice. The second thing is that they recognize your intent. When someone does something nice for you, this is my, my on, the, on the CDs, I talk about the, the, someone fixing you a nice meal. Someone fixes you a nice meal, and afterwards says, so how was everything? What do you say? Good. What if you hated everything about the meal? You still lie. You still lie. You still lie. No, no, very good. Now, now here's what I want to do. Here's what I want. This is, another, this is another component of this. You have to get this. There are people out there that when you, and I'd say it's in the maybe 5% range, there are people that when you fix them a nice meal and you say, so how was everything? They will tell you the meat was way too tough, the potatoes were overcooked, and the peas needed more salt. You know, you know what I'm saying? They will totally be honest with you. There are people like that, okay? But I, I believe 95% of us 
will recognize the intent of something and give inaccurate feedback because they recognize the intent and they, you did something nice for me. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to go negative on you. Okay, that's my experience. So here's but here's what happens. Here's what happens when we're talking about massage. People want to focus on this percent. So you want to focus on all the people. I tell you that people won't be accurate when you ask them about pressure, and you, you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, I don't know. My people do all the time. My people are always telling me more, 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 less, less, less." No, 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 no. Five percent of those people are telling me more, 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 less, less, less. But you're focused on those people, okay? So, um, so I'm asking you to. The other thing that I want to say as a, as a preliminary kind of foundational issue here, we are talking about. This entire discussion today is about first-time clients. I am not talking about your regulars, although some of this stuff will really enhance your interaction with your regulars, but this is not about your regular client. Actually, the rules change with your regulars, okay? You can do all kinds of things differently with your regulars and still be successful. I'm talking about how to, how to optimize and be as successful as possible with your first time clients okay so just that's the that's the that's the field we're playing on here so why else might people give you inaccurate feedback because they're trying to be nice they're trying to be nice but a lot of them I mean they're they don't feel qualified they recognize your intent they don't want to be believe it or not again some people some of you may disagree with this because you might be thinking of all the people that are negative in your, in, you know, I hope you don't. Most people, 90 to 95%, do not want to be negative. They don't want to be perceived as negative. So they will never say anything negative to you because that's just not, they just don't want to go there, okay? 5% to 10% will. They don't think it's their job. Here's, here's what my perception is about our clientele. They come in, they lie on the table, they get their session from you, they, they oftentimes don't want to give you a lot of direction. Again, don't think of all the people who give you a lot of direction. Those are actually pretty small. I know there are people that will tell you, no, I want you to go that way more, down a little bit, yeah, right there, and I'll stay there for four minutes and then move down to the hip. No, not that part of the hip, the other. Yeah, I, there are people that will do that, but, but there's, those are not the usual. So don't be thinking about all those people because those are outside of the 90 to 95% of the people that don't do that. Okay? I don't want you to cloud your judgment. Yes. All right, so that's the foundation of everything we're going to talk about. You have to get that. Because if you don't believe that you're not getting the communication, you won't work at actually trying to get the communication right. You'll just think that it just happens automatically. It doesn't. It doesn't happen automatically. People, you're thinking people, so you have to do things differently. Okay? So that's really, well, well I, I have here the nature of massage. Okay. The nature of massage is that it's really nice. And that, that has to do with um, intent. Well, uh, well, the nature of massage is such that that humans crave touch. Humans need touch. Babies can die if they don't get touch. It's a very, very much an important part of the human condition. And so, when someone touches you in a, a caring, competent, professional manner, there's something that doesn't feel right about saying anything. Negative. That goes back to the art form part of it. It's a, they don't feel qualified. It's, a, it's an art form. Okay. Now the state is really interesting. This is a, this is a, this is a, this is one of the reasons why you can't say things like "How's the pressure?" to people. Okay, it's because, um, and this goes back to my experience with something called EEG biofeedback, electroencephalography biofeedback. I spent about seven years and hundreds of thousands of dollars being trained and buying equipment that measured electroencephalography brainwaves. brainwaves. So, and, and I worked with it for many years, biofeedback. So I would bring people in, I would do an evaluation with them, I would hook them up, show them the computer screen, what their brain was doing in terms of alpha, theta, gamma, delta waves. And I would say, in this part of the head, we want a brain, we want to bring your alpha down. In this part of the brain, we want to bring your beta up. And we would, we would play with that. They would have little ways of doing that. Really cool stuff. I love it. I hope to be able to do more of it someday. But, but that background helped me understand something. That we are putting, see, different brainwave states allow us to do different types of things. 
When we're doing math, pro math, math, we're in a beta state. It's a fast frequency, okay? When we're doing creative stuff, when we're in a very creative mode, we're often in an alpha state. When we're going to sleep, we're, we have to get our brain's waves slower into a theta state. So different things allow us to, to function in different ways. So when you put something on the table and you start working on them, they're going into a very relaxed state, an alpha state, almost borderline into a theta state, and actually it feels really good to them. They feel, and they don't want to get out of state. When you ask them specific questions, they'd have to get out of state to answer that question. That's why I'm going to make recommendations about how you ask questions that will allow you to get the most accurate feedback. But state is an important thing of knowing, uh, uh, an important thing to know. All right, let me, let me go over these things. For years I taught that all of our complaints could be really They were really in several categories. So of all the complaints that we ever get, 80% of them were regarded pressure. Now of those complaints, 80% of those was too light. 20% was too deep. So the lesson there is that you can err on both sides, okay? But pressure was the thing that if there was a complaint by the customer, 80% of the time, it had to do with pressure. Okay? So if you can get the pressure right, you have an 80% chance of giving that customer the session that they're hoping for. Let me, let me, let me, let me stop here and, and back up and say, one of the things you're going to want to know about right off the bat with a customer, a new, remember, new customer, new customer, is how often do you get massage? What, what's the difference in terms of how you approach a massage with someone that says, I get one every week and a half for the last 10 years? And someone who says, I had one four years ago on my vacation in Cancun, and that's it. It's experience. I know, but how do you approach it differently with those two people? What, 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 what's going off in your mind right now as you start to s set up your session with each of those two people? How are you approaching it differently? Here's where I'd like you to be thinking. This person over here that, 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 that comes in for years, and then one time, one who, does what they want, one doesn't. That, thank you. That's exactly right. That's key right there. Did you hear what she said? Because see, here's my premise. My premise is that you as a therapist are trying to figure out what that client's looking for. See, I believe, and, and it, and, Someone that never comes in has less, much less of this than someone that comes in every week for a year. See, they, they have in their mind, some, some clients have in their mind, like you would have if you were going to go get on somebody's table, you would have an idea about what you hoped that session was like. I hope that they do this, 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 and this. And, and I can tell you that your hopes are going to center around pressure. The next topic, the next, the next, uh, uh, like 19%, this is 80% of complaints, 19%, 1% is miscellaneous. 19% centers around what? <coughs> what the, they do what I want to ask. Huh? The area. Areas. Location. Of all the complaints we received over 29 years, 80% of them had to do with pressure, 19% of them had to do with location, meaning how you allocated your time around the body and how, what, how you spent in what areas of the body. And then 1% had to do with various types of miscellaneous things, like I didn't like it because they, they got lotion all over my face, or I didn't like it because they, they, the room was too cold. But, but, so, this is what I taught for years and years and years. So let's get this right, let's get this right. You're 99% you're of the way, if you can get the location right, the pressure right, you're, you, you're really close to getting things right. Yeah, this is how he has it marked. Of, of the 80% 80, 80 of that was too, too light, 20% of that was too deep. Oh. About six months ago, I revised my thinking on this. It had to do with me getting a massage. What happened was the person was here in San Antonio, and the person is, I did hire the person, and they are working here today. 
And what happened was, I said, uh, I tell them what I told everybody. I'd like to get a session from you, a full body, no particular emphasis, kind of deeper, kind of deeper work, and uh, that's what I want. Okay, good. Get on the table. We'll do it. So gets on the table, and starts this slow, deep stroke up my back. Took him about three minutes to get from the bottom up to the top. Then he started another one, and now, now I'm, you know, another two minutes to do the second stroke. Came on the other side, did the same thing. Now I'm five to seven to eight minutes in, and I've now had four strokes up my back. And I go, hmm, this is not what I was wanting, because guess what? I get massages on a regular basis. I, I have a clear-cut idea what I hope that session's about. Okay? He wasn't matching it. I said, hold on just a sec. Have a seat. I lift my head up out of the table. Have a seat on the stool right there just for a sec. <clears throat> I said, what I'm, what I'm, let me, let me, let me share with you what I'm, uh, let me rephrase what I'm looking for. I'm looking for more of a, like a deep Swedish, more of a flowing massage with good, deep, solid, firm pressure. Oh, why do you say so? Okay. And he went on to give me a great massage. So that moment, I realized something. There's something that trumps pressure and location. He had the right pressure. He was on the right location. But there's something that I've started calling style. There's something that is more important than pressure or location, and it's the style. And we've got to be really, we've got, so we've got to figure out what kind of the style somebody's looking for. We've got to figure out what kind of pressure they're looking for and what part of the body they want us to work on, okay? That becomes the communication stuff. Can we match what it is that they're looking for and deliver a session to them? If I do five sessions today, I hope it's possible that all five of those sessions are totally different. It's possible to have five totally and complete different sessions. If you're doing five sessions and each one of them are exactly the same, we might have a problem because you're just kind of going through the motions. This is so new that I'm still, I'm still sorting through this. As we start to talk about style, I want you to, I want you to, to have another, another term here. Jargon. What does jargon mean? Your jargon means terminology. Terminology that's specific to an industry that other people that are outside of the industry may not know. Give me some terms of jargon in the massage world. Swedish. Swedish. What Trigger else? Point. Trigger point. Deep tissue. Myofascial is my favorite, personal favorite. Why do you think myofascial is my personal favorite? Does anybody have any agreement on what myofascial means? No. No. It can mean all kinds of things to all kinds of people. But we just have to realize that Swedish, another really, really, really good, probably my second favorite is sports massage. What the heck is sports massage? Yeah. So, all these are terms, in my opinion, are terms of jargon. What is the danger with using terms of jargon? Why do we understand? Because we're not talking. Yeah, the, the, the danger is that you think you know what somebody means by Swedish, deep tissue. Deep tissue is a term of jargon, right? Um, haven't you all noticed that somebody says, I want deep tissue? You, you're thinking, this isn't deep tissue, right? So, so, yeah, so they ask for deep tissue, but this is not what I call deep tissue. We all have different definitions. So we, you, this becomes something that I ask you to recognize. When someone uses a term of jargon, you, it's imperative that you clarify with them what is it that you mean. Now again, just a note on some of this stuff. Some of this stuff can be done once you actually get started with them. You, you've got a minute or two at the beginning of the session to, to clarify some things. Make sure that when you recognize a term of jargon that's not accurate, that I don't recommend that you correct the client. Don't say, this isn't, this isn't deep tissue, this isn't Swedish. Just go, okay, this is what you mean by it. This is what you mean by it. Good to go. Don't try to educate them, because here's the reason I don't recommend it. If massage therapists that have trained and trained and spent years and years and years in business can't agree on things, why should we expect to try to educate somebody and have them all of a sudden be able to interact in the right point of term? Let, just let, let it go. Because they, they don't appreciate it for the most part. Okay? And it also creates more of a barrier. It, of that creates, it creates separation. Of that, of that 
not qualified to, to speak up. Exactly. Just don't worry about it. Just be grateful that you now know that you're now we're now speaking the same terms. Okay. Yeah. Somebody says, I want you to work on my my shoulder and they're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why when somebody says comes in and says I have shoulder pain, I want them to point to the thing. I, I just had this insight a week the week before. I'm doing a class like this and Anthony's sitting in the class. And Anthony said, just had that happen. I said, tell us. He said, a guy came in and said, I want sports massage. And I said, great, get on the table, we'll do it. And I started doing my sports massage. I had just finished a sports massage class, so I was doing my stuff with him. And the guy lifted his head up out of the cradle and said, uh, you're not doing sports massage. And I said, well, what do you mean? And we, we had a discussion and I realized he wanted something different, so I shifted gears. If the guy hadn't have said something, he would have walked away being very unhappy because Anthony thought he knew what the guy meant by sports massage and was going forward based on that and was totally off base. So this style thing is huge. Why do you think over all these years that nobody that, that I, I persisted in pressure and location were the two biggest things? And if you can get these right, you're, you're more, why would I have missed the style over all these years, do you think? I was following what my complaints were. This is, this was literally 99%. This is what all my complaints consisted of: 80% pressured, 19% location, and 1% were missing. That's I was going based on my complaints. People were not complaining of this, but do you think it was a factor? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But they didn't have the sophistication to realize that what they didn't like about the session was the style. The style was off. They wouldn't have turned it as They wouldn't have turned it that way. They wouldn't have turned it that way, exactly. So I missed it all these years. But it's but I think it's the biggest thing only because if it's not right, nothing else matters. You can have the pressure right, the location right, and nothing else matters, not the style right. This guy, this this therapist that was working on me had the location and the pressure right. But I would have been, I never would have came back to him again because that's really what it's about. I'm trying to gear you guys to where you'd give a session to somebody and they go, wow, I want them back. Let, let's just talk about that for a second. It's a bit of a tangent, but I'm, I'm gonna mention it anyway. Okay, if you guys were practicing on your own, you had your own practice, all this stuff, you know, all the people are gonna be getting off your table, giving you a hug, giving you a tip, saying how awesome you are, and then walking out the door. I would say to you, that's not your feedback, what they just did. What's your feedback if you're in private practice? Them coming back to you. Does the phone ring? Is the phone ring? And referrals. And referrals. The phone ring. That's your feedback. Don't listen to what they're telling you. Listen to what they're doing. Okay? What are they doing? Are they calling you back and coming back in? That's your feedback. So, in our business, what's our feedback? Actions, actions. Which is what? Your request rate. Your request rate is your feedback. That's that's telling us if you're if you're getting done what needs to get done. If it was in private practice, is the phone ring? Doesn't matter what they're saying. If they if they tell you if they if you get a raving compliment off every session that you do, they walk out the door. You never hear from them again, ever. Did you meet their needs at the highest level? Did, did you know? mostly no? Because I mean, there should there could be other circumstances that might have been they were in town visiting their brother and they're never back again. But I'm, I mean, I'm just speaking in general terms. So this is important that we understand, be, uh, red flags come up whenever you hear, hear a term of jargon. Red flags come up, make you want to clarify. Part of how this is going to be done, I don't have, as I said, I don't have any real good ways of telling you what to do. I'll, I'll learn. You, I want you guys to tell me what you're doing to help with this. But it's going to involve, I'm relatively certain that it's going to involve, it's not going to be talking, by the way. It's not going to be talking. So we can, we can eliminate that right now. It's not going to be talking, do you? Okay, you want myofascial? Okay, so now with some myofascial, I, I kind of take it to its tension. I kind of hold it for a minute and wait for the tissue to kind of like, like that. Is that where you kind of, or are you wanting me to kind of take it all? See what I'm saying? I can talk with it forever. Still, I can, it's going to involve not talking, but showing. It's going to involve some kind of demo, just like it is. How do we, are you going to sit there and talk about pressure for an hour before you do something? No, you're going to say, okay, do you want deep? Good. Is this what you meant by deep? See, see what I'm saying? Okay, good. You want you want sports? Is this what you? I could, there's different ways I can do sports. This way, this way, or this way. Boom. I want to get what I want to get what you're looking for. Somewhere along the style thing. And th again, here's the other. 
there can be, each of these can take, it takes, my point was going to be, it takes so much time for us to talk about these things. Please, don't be thinking, don't, don't be thinking, I don't have time for this, don't worry about that. I just want you to now understand all the, all the issues. It takes us, you know, 20, we talk about it for 20 minutes, how you clarify style. You're going to learn to do it in literally five seconds. Pressure, you can, you can, you can get pressure in five seconds. It takes us, you know, we talk about it for 40 minutes. So don't, don't worry about the length of time it takes us to talk about stuff. We're going to give you tools and ways of doing this in, in five seconds. But this is something I, I need your help with. I need you to tell me how you're doing, how you're, how you're getting the style thing right, okay? How you're determining it and those type of things. And it's going to involve some kind of demo, okay? And, and clarifying the, the basics of, of the style, okay? Yeah, I think deep, deep's pretty straightforward because all you do with deep, you don't. I don't know that it, it needs much clarifying. Well, I'm just. Yeah, I think I think that I think that, that what it does need is for you to say, are we on the same page? Meaning, okay, here we go. Here, um, let, let's talk about pressure. Let's go ahead and go into that right now. How do I recommend that you ask about pressure? You're going to hear me throughout this and, and in other CDs that you listen to. You're going to hear me recommend specific wording. Here's what I see happening a lot. I see people changing my wording and, and, and giving a semblance of what I recommend. I say this, if you listen to the CDs, you'll hear me say it over and over and over again. I tell you, please don't change the wording. And when I say don't change the wording, I mean don't change the wording. Slight changes of this make all the difference. Do you need any more pressure? Don't say that. Try it the way I say to try it. This is a big issue. This is a big issue. If you guys take the stuff I'm trying to, trying to share with you and, and, and encourage you to do, and you do some, I'm willing to have a variation be better than the one that I'm thinking of, and I want you to tell me about it. But, I, and I'll, I'll, but most of the variations I hear are not, are not improvements. So here's what I recommend. First of all, I recommend that you don't ask about pressure more than two, two to three max during a session. Do not ask every five seconds if the pressure is okay. I recommend that you don't ask the first time until about five to eight, ten minutes into the session because you don't know, you know, you probably haven't got to the pressure you're going to get to possibly until about then. They need to have some foundation. Don't do two strokes and say, is the pressure okay? Here's one of the big, here's one of the reasons among many that people, when you ask about pressure, especially if you're going, uh, if you're going deep, they won't tell you to back off. One of the reasons is because people will go, therapists, I see this all the time, therapists go from here, which is deep, and then let's say this is really light. They'll be way up here, and the, ther the person will go, yeah, it's a little deep. They drop it down to here. Don't do that. Drop it down, say, dr drop it down to here. Drop it down to here if you need to. Don't just, boom, go back, go from deep to light. That's, that just, somebody, they, they told you they wanted deep, that's why you're working on them. Don't just go from deep to light. That, that, that happens, that happens a lot. When someone is squirming on the table. I, that's when I ask, do, like, do you need me to back off a little bit? Is this too much? Some are ticklish, like it tickles a little bit. Yeah, or I ask if they're ticklish or not. I know I probably shouldn't do this, but I, I, I do because I really want the language to be right. So I'll, if you don't mind if I focus on you for just a sec. I, I, I discourage you from, from the, the words need. I, wouldn't ask, I would ask that you not use that. Do you need me to go left? Don't do that. I think it's, it's not bad. It's not horrible. I just don't think it's as good as saying, would you like me to go lighter? If you need me to do something, I just don't feel like that is, I just, it just, it's just not what I recommend. Yeah, would you like me to go lighter? And, and have any of you been doing that, by the way? Have anybody seen somebody squirming on the table, and then you go, wow, this may be too deep. Would you like me to go lighter? What do they say very often? They're usually like, no, well, okay. if it hurts, it's gonna help me. It's like, no, it's not. Because if you're squirming, if your muscles are tensing, you can actually okay. hurt yourself more. Well, let's talk about that. For example, I, I, my criteria is that they have to be able, they have to, be able to stay relaxed. I can't have them tightening up their muscles while I'm working on them. They have to be, if, I, if, I'm, if they're doing this, then I, I, I have to, they have to, they have to cool it. They have to, and I'll tell them, I can only, I can only work on you as deeply as you can. And, you know, go ahead and try to relax, and I'll, I'll only work on them. I'll only apply pressure. Even if they tell me, go, 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 
I'm not going to go into contracted muscle. So that's kind of how I. That's kind of so. I so not, so I share that because I know it's. I know there are different philosophies out there, and I just wanted to share with you what my philosophy was. Okay. So how do you ask about pressure? Because what's your enemy? I'm having to think. Well, your enemy is, is, is inaccurate feedback. Your enemy is inaccurate feedback. And you want to stack the deck in you getting accurate feedback. One way to do that is not to ask two questions. Because remember, they're in state. They don't want to get out of state. So ask a very simple question. Which, and, and, and the reason I, I recommend this is because 80% of the, of the pressure issues have to do with it's too light. So I recommend that you say, how are you doing with this pressure? Would you like me to go deeper? They can grunt a yes or a no. Now, here's what, here's, what, here's what a lot of therapists noticed on this. We kind of have that, how you doing with the pressure? Would you like me to go deeper? And what therapists have noticed is that if there's any hesitancy between those two questions, that people will say, oh, it's fine. So in other words, how you doing with the pressure? And they're getting ready to say, would you like me to go deeper? And the client says, no, it's fine. And then they go, would you like me to go deeper? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, you can go a little deeper. Try not to have any, any hesitation between that. You could, there's, there's other things that you could say as an interview. You could say, you could say something like, are you okay with this pressure? Would you like me to go deeper? That's not as good as how you do with the pressure. See? Are you uh, okay with them asking, how is the pressure? Would you like me to go deeper yes. or lighter? No, that's what I was, okay. that's not, again, that's not bad. Keep, be sure and you guys, be sure and hear me here. Be sure and hear me. I'm not, a lot of the stuff that I will say, I'd, I'd rather have you do this on, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying this is better. Two questions creates, they, they, they may feel the need to, 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 to verbalize things. We just want them to grunt an answer. Have them grunt a yes or a no. Don't ask two questions. Don't ask, would you like me to go deeper? Like, I just wouldn't do it. I, do, I don't think it's as good as because, because most, most our complaints had to do with that. I, I, now, if somebody's squirming on the table and you're wanting to know if you should lighten up, are you going to say, he's, he or she is squirming? Are you going to say, how are you doing with this? Would you like him to go deeper? Are you going to ask that? Probably not. You're going to probably say, how are you doing with this pressure? Would you like him to go lighter? Or you can say, how are you doing? How are you doing? Would you like me? This is tender here. I see this is tender. Would you like me to go lighter? So that's, that's how I recommend that you approach the pressure issue. And you only say it once or twice. You hear me being very picky. You hear me being this and this and this. All I'm asking is that you try it. All I'm asking, try it my way. If you don't like it, you can always go a different direction. I'm just saying, try doing this. Tell me what you think. If you find a, if you find a better way, come tell me so I can I can tell other people if you find a better way to do this. Okay, your enemy is inaccurate. The the, man, the restaurant manager's enemy is walking by and saying, "Everything okay? Everything okay? Everything okay? Everything okay?" See, uh, see, you got a, a steak. Was it was it cooked properly? Was it cooked enough, or was it cooked too much? Tell me. Little too much. Okay. All right. And most people are going to not say anything about yeah. having it cooked too much because yeah. that means it has to go yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, 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 if, the, if the restaurant guy is going to improve, he can't just walk by and say, everything okay? Everything okay? Some people might say, no, everything isn't okay. Everything okay? Was your food brought out in time? How's the service been tonight? Was the temperature of the room okay? Whatever it is that you want to ask people. So, um, questions on pressure. Now, location. Here's what typically happens with location. Someone comes in, hi, I'm Steve, I'll be working any day. Here's my recommendation about, about how you approach this. By the way, I used to always teach that you first ask about pressure Secondly, you ask about location. And the reason I did that was because pressure was the single most important thing that I, uh, that I knew that we had to get right. And location was second. So I, I, I taught you to, this was like two years ago. I was still teaching, two to three years ago, I was still teaching it this way. Hi, I'm Steve. I'll be working today. Tell me what kind of pressure you're looking for today. And then I would say, any areas you want me to focus on? But, but this is what we, we noticed is that your client, even though pressure is, is still most important, what do they want to tell you about first? 
They want to tell you about their problem. They want, yes, the clients, on the client's mind, if there is, sometimes there isn't, they just want a massage. But if there is a location involved, they want to tell you about that first. So we swapped it. So now I have you asking about location first, and then, and then we talk about pressure second, okay? You'll notice that I haven't really talked much about style. This could change next week, but right now, I'm only, I'm only recommend that you address the issue of style if they tell you they want a specific style. Ask anything you need to do to clarify about what they're looking for, knowing that it's only going to take you five to seven seconds of clarification. Most of it's going to occur on the table if, the, if you need to, if you need, because you need to demonstrate. Are you, now you said you're looking for, a, 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 you know, I don't know that we, I don't know that we need to clarify Swedish. It, you know, it can be, it can be. Um, but certainly deep tissue has to be clarified, primarily from pressure and flow and, and that kind of thing. Deep tissue can be done a lot of different ways, right? Deep tissue can be, they may have been really referring to trigger point. They may have uh, been referring to like this really, really deep myofascial stuff that might be done, right? Really slow, deep, they might have been referring to what I was referring to when I talk about deep tissue, just a really firm flowing Swedish. So when someone mentions deep tissue, you might spend a minute or two, and then, but ultimately it's gonna be on the table when you kind of demo, demo from them. Is this kind of what you're looking for? I don't recommend that you get into style necessarily unless there's some clarification that, we need, that needs to happen. It's mostly gonna happen, a few words maybe if you need to, um, and then most of it will be done as a demo on the table. So location and pressure are the things that can be, we talk about before we get going. I recommend that you start out with location. Hi, I'm Steve, what are we working on today? Are the, and what I recommend that you start out with by saying is, are there any areas you'd like me to focus on today? I don't recommend that you start out by saying, what brings you in today? What can I do for you today? I, I, just, I just think that that's a waste of time. I think that's just a waste of time. Ultimately, they're gonna get to what they want you to work on. Why don't you just ask that? Start right out by saying, hi, I'm Steve, we'll be working on today. Are there any areas you'd like me to focus on today? And then they start to tell you things, okay? And then once you handle that, we'll talk, we'll, we'll flush it out some more, but then you'd say, okay, and tell me about the pressure. What kind of pressure do you like? And what's my recommendation from the CDs? Are you looking? Give them three choices. Rather than just having an open-ended, what kind of pressure are you looking for today? Because remember, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, you're trying to get to, this will help you get there quicker and more accurately. Are you looking for more relaxing, kind of medium pressure or deep pressure? Give them three choices. And then, and then you'll have to refine it once you get them on the, on the table, okay? Now let's go back to, so that's how, that's, then basically any other things that you would need to ask as part of your intake, any other clarification, then, and, then, and then go ahead and put them, get them on the table. Let's just clarify this real quick and then we're going to come back to. Please don't use phrases like, um, okay, I'm gonna, let's say it's a new customer, new, fairly new massage receiver. I discourage you from saying things like, dress down to your comfort level. I won't ask for a show of hands, but chances are two-thirds of the people in this room are, are saying that. You can say it, but tell them what you mean by that. Okay, what, I, what I'm going to have you do is go ahead and I'll have you pull the sheet back so they know where to go. I'm going to have you go between the sheets. You can dress down to your comfort level, which means you can take, that, take off all your clothes, uh, probably bra as well. You can leave your underpants on if you like, but if you want glutes, a lot of people take off their underpants. No matter what you do, you will be fully covered at all times, so don't worry about that. And you've got your own variations of that. There, there's not, I don't have any real strong feelings of, about how you use your own wording. Feel free to use your own wording. I don't think there's any make or break wording there. But, I, but please don't tell somebody that's fairly new to get dressed down to their comfort level. They have no idea what you're talking about, okay? tell them what it is that you want them to do. Okay, questions, comments on that? Nervous or? You could, you could do that. That would, be that would be just as good. What do I have on the sheet? Relaxing. Yeah, you could, that would be, no, there would be nothing, I would have no objection to you saying, would you like light, medium, or deeper? That would be fine. I just relaxing. Going back to the location. So, Steve, I'll be working in any areas you want to focus on. Now, what's gonna happen here is that you're going to potentially get told about a therapeutic level condition that somebody has here, okay? So we, we really need to unpack this one, okay? Let me, let me backtrack and take a little slight deviation. You have a challenge. 
This could be the most important thing you hear today. All right, you have a challenge. See, as a chiropractor, when someone comes to me and says, my shoulder's hurting me, I'd like you to help me, I go for it, okay? I don't, I don't have any, I don't have, they don't, I don't have to explain to them that, they don't, in other words, they don't think they're gonna be getting a massage for me. A lot of people, when they come to you, they have no clue as to what a therapeutic level session is. Most people, when they come to you, they think they're going to get a massage. You need to get that deep, deep, deep down. So if, if somebody tells you they really want you to work on shoulder or something else, you need, to, you need to clarify with them. This is one of the big misses in communication that happens. Somebody, someone, comes, someone comes in and tells you they want you to focus on their shoulder, and you go, okay, shoulder, I don't want to do shoulder, and you just go into the shoulder mode or whatever, and they don't get their massage. Now they're, now they're kind of upset that they really didn't get what they wanted. You guys get that? You guys follow, are you guys following me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things that you need to determine when you start out with a new client and they tell you about some issue that they have, you want to clarify with them. This is really, really, really important. So let's just say that I ask you what you want me to work on and you start focusing on your shoulder. Okay, um, I'll, Steve, I'll be working today. Any areas you want me to focus on? Shoulder. Shoulder? Okay. Well, tell me, tell me, um, are you, are you looking for a massage today with just some emphasis on the shoulder, or are you really looking for me just to work on the, just focus my entire energies on the shoulder today? No, I'm on the shoulder. Okay, and if they say that, then you translate that back what that means. If they say, no, just focus on this body part, whatever it happens to be. You say, I'm happy to do that. That means I'll be skipping, and then you tell them what they'll be skipping. So you, 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 you want to be clear that they're okay with having parts skipped. I'm gonna take a tangent off my tangent and say, if someone asks you for a full body massage, please give them a full body massage unless you agree, you together agree that you're not going to be giving them. I see people skipping parts all the time just because, and they just, the therapists justify it because they'd ask them to spend time in other areas. If we're going along and I say, I want, a, I want a full body massage, and I then ask you to maybe do some extra work on my hip or leg or something, and you, and you, you do that, you need to, if you can't get to what we've already agreed on before, you need to tell me. Now, or, so you need to, you need to either tell me that you're going to skip it, get my agreement on that, or you gloss over it quickly. You don't skip it. People will forgive you if you gloss over it fastly because they, they, they make the connection. I asked him to spend a lot of time over here. He had to go over my arms really quickly, or she did. It's still only a but second don't to well. skip them. Do not skip them. You can skip them, but you have to get the agreement. Say, okay, uh, you wanted me to work on this. I'm happy to spend extra time on this leg and, sh and, 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 and hip here. Do you, want me to, uh, do you want me to skip? I still got arms and neck to go. Do you want me to skip arms and necks? Or you want me to just still leave time to get them maybe a little more, super, however you would say, a little more superficially at the end? And then you can decide. I'm asking you, do you want me to skip them or do you want me to spend more time here? And you can, you can make that decision. See, there's always a give and take. And then the other thing that you do if, you, if you're with a client and they have all these issues that you can't get to, tell them, explain to them, you know, it's possible to schedule an hour and a half next time. That way we can get to all the stuff that you have. It's whatever you, whatever you like. Because what we have found is that people really like their massage. Even if they have a major debilitating condition that you're working on, whatever it happens to be, they still like their massage, they want their massage. That seems to be one of the things that, that really has kind of set us a little bit apart from a lot of what's happening out there is that a lot of the therapists that are, are really booked, really booked, they rarely just work on you know, just one condition, even though people are coming into them because they have problems. They're working on a problem and then they're giving them an hour's worth of massage along the way and they love that. Get really clear with folks what this session's gonna be about. And, and, and uh, when they start to tell you about other, other parts and maybe intimate that, that they want you to spend a whole bunch of time on one area. By the way, if somebody does say to you, yeah, I want you to spend the whole time on my, on my shoulder, what kind of, there should be some red flags going up for you. What, what, what flags are going up? What's wrong with the shoulder? Well, yeah, that's a flag. Okay, what else? What's part of the shoulder? When someone tells you they want you to spend an hour on the hip, an hour on the shoulder, an hour on the neck, you should have red flags going. That's too much time to spend on one body part. But see, you've got a dilemma. They want you to work on that. 
So how would you approach that? What are some of the ways we could approach? Somebody just told you that when you spend an hour, you're going, it's a lot of work on the shoulder. I would tell them it can possibly aggravate it and make it worse. We need to work the surrounding areas also to help. If I are something like, it doesn't have to be these words. There's no, there's no magic, nothing magic about what I'm gonna say. The, the idea is what I want you to get across. I'm happy to work on your shoulder for a whole hour, but I'll tell you, chances are if I worked on it for a whole hour, you'd hate me. It's, 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 all, it's, a little too, it's a little too much time to work on the shoulder. I, I, and this is what I would say, if it was me, I would say, I actually only need about 15 minutes on that shoulder because after, because I, I always book in 15 minute increments on my sessions and in 15 minutes I can get a lot done and most people can almost can't take 15 minutes of me working on their shoulder as an example. That's a lot of time on your shoulder. If it's okay with you, what I'd like to do is actually work on all the muscles that actually attach to the shoulder. There's one muscle, the lat, attaches up here, comes down and hooks onto the, the hip. So I'm gonna actually work some of the latissimus muscle there, which means I'll be working down here, which seems a long ways away from your shoulder, but I'll be, I'll be, I'll be actually working on your shoulder by working this area right through here. I'll be working on all the muscles that, that, that attach onto the shoulder all the way around. The other thing that we need, that we need to do, if you're okay with this, is I will actually be working on the opposite shoulder because guess what? And this is just me. You guys can say this in any way that you want. But I'll, I, I say the way our the way our brain, our motor, the motor part of our brain works is that both sides actually come to the same a similar position into into the brain. By me working on this side, I'm actually affecting this side. It's really cool. I I, I work on I I believe what I just said. So. I work on, and I think there's good science behind that, so I, I will often work on the opposite part with the idea that I'm affecting this side, okay? So that's why I'm doing that, because I'm really working on this shoulder even though I'm over on this side. So I, I, I do things like that. The other thing that you could say is, you know what? I, I want to know if they've ever had an hour on this shoulder before. So I might, I could, I could potentially even start out with that. Have you ever had this shoulder worked on for an hour, or this neck, or this hip, or this? And if they tell me they have all the time, I'm okay with that. I'll work on it for an hour. If you've had it done before and you've had it, now as I start to work on them, I'm going to want to know very carefully. Now, was it done at this depth? Because some people could have an hour of Swedish done. That's one thing, but an hour of the a very deep work could be something totally different. So if they, yeah, 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 I have that kind of work done all the time. Then I'm good to go. I'm fine with it. I'm worried because I'm just worried about over treating them and having them upset. Because I, I feel a lot of complaints. Not a lot. I feel complaints a couple of times a year where a therapist really overdid it with somebody. See, therapists, you, you guys need to get this too. Therapists have a a mindset. They want to fix people in one visit. Therapists are clear over on the other side. They want to fix everybody in one session. Be a hero. You got, I want you guys to try to get out of that. Be willing to, to, to go slow with people and to, and to, and to do it in over three or four or five or six or seven treatments. Don't try to do it all in one session. So when someone then says, yeah, I'd like you to focus on this today, you need to know, you need to, you, at some point along the way, if it's a brand new client, I would encourage you to ask them, so today, what's today, what's today going to be about? You can say it this way, you can say it however you like to say it. But what is our session today going to be about? Is it going to be about a massage? Are you really here for a massage with a little emphasis on this part that you're telling me about? Or are you really here for me to focus all my attention on this part? Okay, guys, got to get that clear. You guys are go. I tell you, I swear to you, you're going into your sessions with people that tell you about conditions, and you've not asked that question. What's the, what? What is it that you want to accomplish today? Why are you here? For me to get a massage with some emphasis over here, or for me to really focus in and fix this problem? Now, let's just say that you're trying to determine how big of a problem. Because see, I can do some really good work on that shoulder, hip like whatever it is, neck. But I don't want to go firing off on my therapeutic mode without realizing that we really have a problem here. So how, how, do, I, what is, how do I recommend that you determine if you have a problem? <laughs> yeah, how long the pain's been there? Yeah, Three questions. What's stopping them from Two doing? Questions. How, long have you had the pain? how long have you had the problem? Let's just say can you, can you see that if it came on yesterday, that's a different situation than if it came on six months or a year ago? Can you see that that client is a different person? Mm -hmm. What would they be willing to take if he's had a problem 
for months and months and months, maybe years, he, he's in a different place, headspace, than if it just came on yesterday. So that's going to tell me how big of a problem he has. What's the second question? Of course, it keep you from doing it. Yes. One person tells you, I can't pick up my kids anymore. I can't sleep at night. I can't sit at my desk. I can't pull my sweater. The next person says, no, there's nothing. It doesn't really keep me from doing anything. Two different problems, right? Mm -hmm. The person that said it came on this morning, yesterday, the person that says it doesn't keep you from doing anything, I'm not going to hit him with both barrels on the therapeutic stuff. He's going to hate me because I'm overshooting. I need to, I need to know what's the third question. And do you want it fixed today? Now, here's the deal. This is a big insight for a lot of therapists. Please don't ignore it. I, I wish I could ask for a, a show of hands. I know I, I wouldn't do I won't put you on the spot because I won't get accurate feed, I won't get accurate feedback, so I won't even bother. <laughs> But I'd love to find out how many of you have asked this question. It'll change your practice if you ask it. And you'll, and, and you'll always ask it. Why? Why do you think this will change your practice? It's because there are people that'll tell you about problems that they have. And then when you ask the question, do you want, is this something you want me to work on? Now remember, if you ask the right introductory question, I mean, this may not be as big of an issue, but I still think it's worth, worth asking, depending on how, how you've come to hear about whatever it is you're asking about. But there are some people that will tell you about a problem and then say, no, I don't want you to work on it. And that's a real revelation for some people. Why would someone tell you about a problem and say, I don't want you to work on it? Because it hurts and they don't, they want to avoid it. Too tender, too sensitive. That's, that's a really that's one big re- or the second reason is that they've had somebody work on it before and they may have mm-hmm. flared it up. They want you to know about it, something that they've got going on because they feel like it's only prudent you for you to tell. It. But they want you to not work on it. So be careful about that. Okay, don't be afraid to ask that question. Uh, now, now if you said, "What do you want me to work on today?" and they tell you that, I wouldn't say, "Now, do you want me to work on it?" Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but if you happen to find about it, about it, somebody might say. Um, Oh, you know, hi, I'm, I'm Steve, we work on it today, and then they, somehow they start telling you about this condition they have. Don't just assume they want that worked on. You got unless they somebody tells you somebody, so someone tells you about a condition, a, a, a problem, then you have to figure out if this is if this is something that, that, that you're gonna you're gonna be spending some time working on. Does, does has everybody taken the the neck class, the cervical class? Yeah. Okay, taking that. Do you remember them teaching you about the seating levator scapula work? Seated levator. Has anybody done that? Seated levator scapula? Yeah, where they're sitting like how you are. Mm-hmm. Has anybody done that? Not since I've been not here. The reason I bring that up is because that's a really good example of what I'm, of what I'm trying to share with you. I want to give you some insight or some ideas about how to approach therapeutic work with folks. Okay. There's a couple of different ways you can do it. One, one is to, is to okay, okay, good, we'll go ahead, we'll all spend some extra time on your shoulder, go ahead, go between the sheets, and I'll be back in, come back in, and just kind of, kind of incorporate it into the massage. That's one way to do it. But another really good way to do this is to do it at the beginning of the session and to get clarified with them about how much time we're going to spend, so allocation of time. So if, if he says to me, um, okay, I want my shoulder worked on, and I say, okay, so it's today about, are, are you wanting me to do a massage today and put some extra emphasis on the shoulder, or do you want me to spend all my time on the shoulder? And you say, no, I want a massage with some extra emphasis. Yeah. I will say, um, okay, how, how much time do you want on the massage part of it versus the, don't you think that's an important question? If somebody says, divide your time, don't you want to get with that? See, don't be guessing about this. That's why I'm at, that, that's the bottom line here. Don't, you, see, we're guessing. Don't guess, ask him. How about if I take, would it be okay with you if I take 10 minutes on the shoulder and then spend the rest time of that? Or, or, or do you have different ideas about what you'd like? Well, no, I'd like half the time on one, half the time on there. Okay, good, we'll go. See what I'm saying? Whatever time they give you for the therapeutic part of your work, you are in charge. Okay? Here's what I hear from therapists. For example, I won't ask for a show of hands, but another question I'd, like to, I'd love to find out, for those of you who have taken the low back class, have any of you worked on the low back sideline? 
I, I, if somebody says my low back is killing me, it has been for the last few weeks, I mean, they've really got a problem with their low back, if you don't put them on their side and check that, 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 that the QL and the other stuff there, I think it's almost like, but it's, it's just, I mean, it's sad. It's sad because you're not going to get the job done without, okay? And I have people tell me that I don't do it, I don't know how to drape, it's cumbersome draping. You're just missing it. You're just missing the boat. It's all excuses. And so here's one of the things that you can do is, is take that 10 minutes. If it's just, let's say it's just low. Yeah, I really want you to work on my low back. Okay, for, for the 10 minutes that you're going to give me for low back, here's what I want you to do. And you put a woman in a gown, a guy in a gown, or whatever, a guy just have just, and then you, you do your thing with them for 10 minutes. See, remember, for, for, for 30 years, that's all I ever had with people, 10 to 15 minutes. Miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, 10 to 15 minutes. All you need with somebody, 10 to 15 minutes to have a major miracle. You don't need an hour. I mean, it's nice if you have an hour, you can do more miracles, you can have more miracles than an hour, but if you just get that, oh, so, but you're in charge. So you're not asking them, would you be willing to put on a gown? Would you be willing? Someone tells me that clients aren't willing to lie on their side. Are you kidding me? They have to turn over, so they're going onto their side for a minute. And so you have to take charge. It's the way. If you're having people say no to you, it's because you're you're not doing it the right way. It's not that people don't want to do that. It's that you're not you're not directing them in the way that's appropriate. Say 15 minutes working on your shoulder, and the rest of the time doing the full massage. Will that work for you? Yes. Okay. Good. So here's what I need for you to do. Go ahead, take off your shirt, and let's just say it was a neck thing. Go ahead and take off your shirt, and we're going to have you sitting right here. Okay, so I'm sitting on the table, I lower the table down, and I start doing that, that seated neck stuff. Because that seated neck stuff doesn't fit into a massage very well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you do it at the beginning, or you save time at the end. I, I like to do it at the beginning because then they're, I like to leave them with the nice stuff at the end. So that's how you do the therapeutic stuff. Get agreement with them about how much time is going to be allocated to the therapeutic portion of the massage, and then do it right up front. And then do it, okay, now we're done with that. Now, can you see how, the, because the reason, I asked, the reason I love to bring up the neck one, that is the most dramatic thing that you guys will ever, ever come across. People that can't move their neck, mm -hmm. you do that seated levator scapular thing on them, they go, you know, within, a, within, a, within two or three minutes, they're full range of motion, they think you're, they think you're the most amazing person in the world. So it's unfortunate that we teach it, you have, you have the tool, you've been taught it, but yet, for whatever reason, you haven't been able, and believe me, you've had clients come in with, with neck stuff, and, and for whatever reason, you haven't figured out how to, how to incorporate it into a massage. So this is, that's how you do it. Questions? Um, talking about style or clarifying style when it comes to massage, um, maybe you should give a little more thought to that, I'm thinking, to how, again, you know you're gonna address it yeah. in the massage, but um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, how, what do they call it? What's the name? Uh, Effleurage, flowing. Uh, okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, 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 my recommendation is that, I'm, okay, let, let's clarify that real quick, because that's, that's good. Um, my recommendation is that unless somebody says, I want this, and they use a term of jar, I want you to do myofascial work on me. I want you to do sports massage. That you don't even that that, that does, we're not going to address style. Know that it's important, but we're not going to specifically engage the client on this issue of style. Know that it's 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 probably the most important thing that you could get right. Just be mainly aware of it as it relates to any terms of jargon. Somebody asks for sports massage. Just make sure you make make a few words of clarification as you're talking with them. But then if if they then it's it's going to be on the table that you get clear like you would like you would clarify with pressure you're going to clarify it in a way that makes you just make sure that you're doing what they want if they had told you some style and and it's a jargon thing so if they said if they said i want sports massage you're going to have to clarify with them what they want and part of that is going to be involved discuss describe to me what, what there's a lot of ways to do sports massage tell me what what you like as far as sports massage well i like it when they go in there and they they get real deep and work the muscles really good they want deep tissue the one thing i think uh, also that you always say and I, I always i think this is what i screw up too is like the recommendations for the specific terminology or the specific words you say for 
recommending that they come back in a certain amount of times that they come back um, for therapeutic level work. Yes, share with them, always share with them what your experience has been over the years, that these kind of situations take usually three, four, five, six, seven, eight treatments, and it's best to get them this frequency, three, two, to, two, um, per, two a week, one a week. And what do you always recommend that we always say for that? Well, I think a real standard would be just go with four. If you want to go with four sessions, it's fine. This kind of condition, I think, let's see how you do over four sessions. It might take, I would expect you to be at least, this is for a chronic situation. I would expect you to be at least 50% better after four sessions. So let's try four, see where you are. And, and, and if you can get in twice a week, that is really good. If you can do it only once a week, that's good too. But if it's less than once a week, we're not going to make significant progress. I mean, I've, I've got this all, all these, it's on almost every CD, so you can just slow the CD down and write it down.